And he said, my teacher, please let me just see again. Let me just see again. Would you all please pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. A blind beggar was sitting by the roadside. How should we react to this story? Does it make us grieve with disappointment about the state of the world? Does it make us feel a sense of shame as we think about all of the beggars we've passed in our lives without offering them a thing? A blind beggar was sitting by the roadside. In this one sentence, we get the sad, sad fate of Bartimaeus. But also in this sentence, we get the whole state of humanity. It should go without saying that the man by the roadside is what life can make of any of us. Any one of us today or tomorrow or a year from now. Because life, life is a cruel and a harsh mistress. When all is well, we forget about those whose lives are like hell. When life is good, we continue through day after day without a thought about those by the roadside. Instead, we, we feel surrounded by those who love us. We rest in the comfort of our own existence, and we feel the sun shining even on the gloomy days. But life, life can change in an instant. It can change in a moment. Like going to your house of worship, expecting nothing to happen except to hear what God says. Life can change, and it can grab us by the heel, and it can throw us to the ground, and it can leave us out in the mud. Life exists on change. Change that sometimes comes immediately, sometimes change that comes later in life, even when the best of us are knocked off course toward the roadside of being ignored. A blind beggar was sitting by the roadside. Look at this man. Look at this man who can no longer look at anything. Why is he blind? How long has it been since he could see? Was he given improper treatment from a doctor? Did he experience some horrible attack from the powers and principalities? Has he been in war? Was he beaten by the centurions? Life and scripture, they pay no attention to such questions. We simply do not know. All we know is that this man named Bartimaeus has experienced misfortune and that he has had to resign his life to begging by the roadside. So scripture, it sort of compels us to wonder, to imagine what questions he must have in his head. What good am I? Is this all life has to offer? What did I do to deserve this? Because his life has ceased to be lively. And he is forced to beg. A blind beggar by the side of the road, among the healthy and the wealthy, among the strong and the powerful, he is totally and completely reliant on those who have exactly what he does not. The whole world, the whole world looks remarkably different when seen from the darkness of the blind. It's seen differently from the small windows of a hospital room or through the bars of a jail or from the many places of poverty in our community. The whole world, the whole world looks different to an older person who wanders from town to town just hoping to find work or to a homeless family that tries to keep their children secret, a secret from their friends at school. 
to the family who's running away from fear of death in their country to a new country. The whole world, the whole world looks different to a grieving widow who cannot seem to take a step in any direction after the loss of her spouse, or to the child who continues to bounce from family to family in the foster care system, or to the family who sits out in our parking lot every month waiting for a fresh thing to eat. A blind beggar was sitting by the roadside. And what can he possibly do? What can he do except accept his fate? He has been cast aside by the very life that most of us desperately cling to, and he no longer even has bootstraps from which he can pull himself up. And so he will humbly beseech each set of footsteps he hears along the road. He will pray. He will pray for good people to be moved by compassion and pass him a few coins. He will express his gratitude to anyone who offers him a scrap of food, but under it all, he is filled with rage. And can we blame him? His world, his world, his life is nothing but darkness and suffering and fear and pain and uncertainty. Does he curse the God who created him under his breath with every passing footstep? So the question is, who is right? Who gets to see the world as it really is? The blind beggar by the side of the road or us? We who might feel secure or happy or healthy with what life has offered us. Because if you're like me, you fill your conversations with false platitudes and self-righteous indignation. If you're like me, you believe that we have received what we received because we deserve it or we have earned it. If you're like me, we believe sometimes that God rewards those who take matters into their own hands. And if you're like me, sometimes you think You're just so right. And we continue to walk by the blind beggars, the weeping widows, the fractured families. We convince ourselves that the world is simple and this is just the way it is and there ain't nothing we can do about it. And yet there is something in this blind beggar by the roadside that captures our attention. Because somehow, somehow he sees the world as it really is. He, in his blindness, understands the world better than we do with our perfect vision. We are deceived, and he is to be believed. Because life is a cruel and harsh mistress. He knows it. We miss it. Sometimes, every once in a while, we catch a glimpse of the truth. The truth of life, the truth of the world. We find it when we find ourselves sitting in pews while a casket sits at the front of the sanctuary. Or when we hear word of a friend who has fallen prey to the temptations of sin. Or when we hear about people gunned down in the middle of a worship service. Because where is the hope in the midst of such terrible suffering? What does it mean that we can live in a world where blind wait by the roadsides for help? Is this all life has to offer? At best, we can place ourselves beside those trapped in the amber of despair. We can jointly lift up our accusations against the brutal inhumanity of humanity. We can raise clenched fists of rage against systems that profit off of the poor remaining poor while rewarding the rich. We can scream. We can scream into the ether our frustrations against the insanity of this life the ignorance of isolation and the injustice 
that we see every day. But then sometimes we wonder, what good does it do? It's as if with every scream and every fist and every posture of solidarity, life just continues to blow past without much of a care. We might bring a little help and a little light to those who rest in the shadow of the cross, but mostly it just feels like life stays the same. But notice, now another person passes by the blind beggar on the roadside. He too is a human being who suffers under the weight of the world. He too is a victim of the cruel fate of life, the things that life tends to throw. He too will be pushed by the people around him toward the road and eventually to be thrown out among the dead. He is not like us. He is not like others who pass by the blind man. He does not walk with airs of superiority. He does not relish in the suffering of the marginalized. He does not profit off of the poor remaining poor. He, this other man, is like the blind man because he has lost the possibility of proper friendships with all the right people in all the right places. He, he like the blind man, has suffered tremendously and will only suffer more in his remaining days. He, he, like the blind man, knows what injustice looks like and soon he will see it from a place called Golgotha. This other man, he comes from Nazareth. But Nazareth wants nothing more to do with him. All the bridges have been burned. His mother and his brothers consider him a fool. The people of his hometown plotted to kill him after his first sermon. And even those who know him best, his so-called disciples, are still arguing about which of them is the greatest. He is followed by a crowd as he passes the blind man. And yet all of them, every single one of them, will desert him and betray him when he needs them most. Because he knows, like the blind man, that life is a cruel and harsh mistress. And yet for this brief moment, these two are in one another's company. They see the world as it really is. They know the truth of what life has to offer. And yet they are different from each other. Because one is disappointed and shocked by the hand that life has dealt, and the other knows the deep and indiscriminate power of what life has to offer. One is abandoned by the side of the road with no hope for a future. The other will be abandoned in a tomb that will not contain him. One is the result of a world in which individualism reigns supreme. The other will destroy the expectations of the world and will forever reign supreme. And so we wonder to ourselves, what will this other man say to the blind man by the side of the road? Will he preach a sermon about how God helps those who help themselves? Will he sigh under his breath and mutter a, sorry about your bad luck? Will he toss him a coin and continue walking as if nothing happened? Well, of course not. Because this other man, he is not the one who proclaims a gospel of settling, a gospel of making lemonade out of lemons, a gospel of silver linings. No, this other man, again and again, he promises That life must not remain as it is. That none of the darkness will outweigh the light. That God, with God, all things are possible. Because this other man, he will make the impossible possible while mounted on the hard wood of the cross, on the cursed tree. He will break forth from the tomb with liberty. He will bear on himself the whole burden of humanity's inhumanity in order that we, we might truly see that God is the master of all things. 
that God is victorious over the old and that resurrection, life after death, is greater than any word and any miracle by the side of the road. And it's then that we begin to see behind the curtain of the gospel the truth. Because the blind man, all who are like him, people like you and me, we suffer in this life and we don't know why. Most of the time we don't even notice how bad things are until it's too late. We trudge through the muck of life day after day and Jesus refuses to leave us in our sad estate. He wills us to make all things new, not without us, but with us. So this other man walks past the blind man by the side of the road and yet something truly strange happens. The blind man notices something. He feels something. He sees something that he should not have been able to in this other man who walked by. And behold, he jumps up from the road. He abandons the posture of weak resignation. He forgets all the shackles that life has placed on him. Behold, he begins to understand what we seek. God can help. God will always help. Jesus Son of David, have mercy on me. And the bridge, the bridge made possible by the incarnation, the bridge made possible by the cross, is already taking form as this blind man catches a glimpse of his future. And Jesus, this Jesus who walks with all the suffering of the world, shines a light, a blinding light among the blind, and something has been changed for good. Jesus said to him, Hey, What do you want me to do for you? He said, teacher, please let me see again. He said, go, your faith has made you well. And immediately he saw again and followed Jesus on the way. Oh, that we could follow him too. I offer this to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen.